Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, guys, so this episode is going to be a little weird. I have to do it. I have to do it because I believe in taking accountability for your actions. Am I talking about how I have been talking about the Muslims? No, no, I'm not because I am an Islamophobe. I've told you guys before I am an Islamophobe. I'm allowed to dislike Islam as a religion because I think that it's a terrible religion. That doesn't change just because Twitter decided to shut me down for holding those views. Islam is not a good religion. As a woman, I do not like seeing the promotion of misogyny anywhere under the guise of anything holy, especially. Um, But this episode is going to be me talking about my quote-unquote permanent suspension on Twitter, and we'll definitely see about that Twitter. But this episode is going to be more about me taking accountability for my dating mishaps. And what does that mean? That means that I am a little bit suspicious that the person who is impersonating me now on Twitter may be an ex. And I know that I do not talk very much about my personal life on the podcast. That is for a very specific reason. I have a lot of enemies. And a lot of my enemies are my exes. So either it is some crazy Muslim from afar, or it is some crazy guy from my past. So one or the other, we're not sure which right now. I will say that this episode is going to be a lot different from what you guys are hearing from me. I don't like having my personal life just out there for the world to see and to critique. I like just talking about the bigger issues. Um, But sometimes the bigger issues and my personal issues are intertwined because sometimes people try to take me out because they don't like me and they don't like me for a myriad of reasons. I'm a very good candidate for somebody that's somebody might dislike. Okay. There are a lot of controversial opinions that I have. I have no problem putting them out into the world because I think that they are biblically correct. Um, I do talk a lot about being biblically correct and I do believe in the Bible's inerrancy and I do believe that it is God breathed. And I do believe that Christianity is the one true religion. And I believe in all of that, but I think it's important for people to note that that doesn't mean that I'm a perfect person because I'm definitely not as you guys have seen and you have had no issue pointing out, which it's good. Definitely call me out when I'm in the wrong for anything. Um, But I do have a problem with cursing. I curse and I try to censor my cursing when I'm cursing on the interweb. Uh, But I have a problem with cursing and I also have a problem with choosing the wrong guys. And it's so annoying to have to admit that to everybody who listens to my podcast. Like I've talked about before, my podcast is now in the top 5% of podcasts. So I have a lot of eyeballs and a lot of ear holes listening to me. Um, And, you know, I I don't like admitting that I have a problem choosing the right guy. It feels like I'm Taylor Swift and and I pick the wrong guy and then I get hurt and then I go write a bunch of poetry about it and then I'm being felt sorry for by a bunch of people who, by the way, that only makes it a lot worse. Um, But I do have a problem picking the wrong guys. And so I, I have talked to a lot of guys in my 
my life. I am trying to find Mr. Right. Uh, you guys know I just turned 30, so it's like about time that I find Mr. Right. Like I want to settle down with a good guy, but with a guy who is strong and with a guy who is biblical and with a guy who, you know, understands morality and can uh, follow God. So as you can imagine, it has been very hard to find a guy like that. And as you can also imagine, I have just done the best I can. I've done the best I can searching for a good biblical guy. But, you know, look, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I've talked to some guys I knew that I should not be talking to, like really knew it. Okay. I really, really knew it. Um, but I still talk to them anyway. I have this thing where I think that if I tell somebody enough about the Bible, that they will understand that, you know, Christianity is the one true religion. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I've talked to have not been either they've, they've called themselves Christians, but they weren't really Christians or they full on were not Christians. And I was trying to turn them into Christians. By the way, that is not your responsibility in the dating world. Like it would make your life a lot easier if you just choose men who are already strong Christians, then you don't have to worry about having to spiritually lead them to the cross. It's not our job as women to do that anyway. Definitely go tell people about the gospel. Definitely try to convert people everywhere you can. But in the dating world, this person is uh, who you're trying to marry in the future, possibly. No, it's not your responsibility. And I have had to learn that the hard way. So I have been talking to a lot of guys over the last few years, a lot of guys, and, you know, kind of just having to keep picking the best from the worst, from the worst that I keep choosing. And unfortunately, I am now wondering if one of these guys who I had to cut off is is behind this impersonator account. I don't know. I know that this impersonator account um, is, you know, they're using my picture. They're using my name. It's definitely illegal activity. And so we're going to have to put a stop to that. The thing about it is I have no I have no duty to continue talking to anybody. If any of my exes are listening to this episode, I do not have to uh, be around for you. And I chose not to be. So I think you should just, if it is one of you guys behind this account, I think you should just take the L and just frankly, you know, go continue losing. I mean, you, I, there's so many guys that I've had to cut off and just say, look, I tried and this isn't working and we must part ways like the Red Sea. We, but we're not coming back together, you know, after, after they go through it's, it's no, it's just a no from me and cut them off. So sometimes when I tell men, you know, we're never talking again, they get really mad and they don't like that. And so I don't want to accuse any of these people of being the person behind the impersonator account. But after talking to my security team and authorities, um, it's usually someone that you know, and it's usually someone that you trusted. So I'm just saying if it is any of you guys, then it would be in your legal best interest to delete that account immediately. It would be in your legal best interest. And by the way, I am going to have to sue Twitter as well. If you know, I mean, I'm going to assume that this impersonator takes the account down. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to like sue Twitter if they don't give me my account back. What it looks like to me is 
is, uh, you know, and it very well could be just a random Muslim from anywhere. Um, Muslims like shutting women's voices down. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't like shock me if a Muslim from somewhere is just proving me right by, uh, you know, like reporting my tweets about Muslims being trash. And, and then, um, and by the way, it's not the people I, I hope that a lot of Muslims come to like God, like real God, not all of God. I hope that a lot of Muslims like can turn it around and like that they convert to Christianity. I hope that for everybody. Um, but I do think that it's very ironic and frankly, like pretty hilarious that <laughs> if it's not one of my exes, then it is like a random Muslim and who just like reported a bunch of my Muslim tweets to silence a woman because that is what like one of my biggest issues with Islam is how misogynistic it is. And they're really proving my point by doing what they did to me if that is the case. Um, you know, it could be some random person that isn't a Muslim and just feels like they're like a social justice warrior, uh, you know, trying to feel like a superhero on Twitter by reporting my, you know, historically and theologically accurate about Islam tweets. They somehow feel like they're saving the day for Muslims. And I'm sure if it is just some social justice warrior, um, you know, then they are patting themselves on the back and they are feeling really good about themselves. But somebody basically went through a bunch of my tweets, uh, it, more of a fan than any of my fans, by the way, they went through a lot of tweets just to get to all of my Muslim tweets to report all of those. There was also, I mean, I've been reported by the Pakistani law enforcement before, and I think that was in December of last year. And Twitter reached out to me after that um, saying, hey, we just wanted to let you know that the law enforcement of Pakistan, the Pakistani law enforcement, um, they don't like your tweet about about not liking Muslims. Um, and of course, like they're predominantly Muslim over there. And also Sharia law is just awful. They force you to be Muslim. Nothing about religion should be forced. I will never be the person that is just like, I force you to be Christian. What kind of faith is that? Forced faith isn't real faith, by the way. But anyway, Muslims believe in that. Um, and so the Pakistani law enforcement reported my tweet. Twitter emailed me and they were like, hey, the Pakistani law enforcement reported this tweet. And I think I said something along the lines. It was when the whole stuff, when all of the stuff with the Iranian women was happening, when they were finally like just had had enough and were removing their hijabs and throwing them on the ground and burning pictures of their dictator. I don't know if you guys remember that. A lot of the people who claim to support, you know, Islam and Muslims, like they don't research how oppressive the religion is. They did. They don't know anything about the places where Islam is, uh, you know, the predominant. And if it's predominant in any area, then all other religions are kind of squashed. They're just tyrants like that. Um, but no, nobody really knew really what was going on with the Iranian women. But I put out a tweet about it for that specific reason, because I was saying, hey, we all need to support the Iranian women um, in their pursuit of freedom and liberty and to not have these weak beta male Muslim men telling them you have to cover your face because we can't control ourselves. Um, maybe work on your morality and then you won't have that issue. My good sirs, um, women don't have to cover up their faces and their beauty because you can't control yourself. What kind of loser is and rapist like makes them do that. That's crazy. <laughs> I actually think that's so funny. The men 
like Muslim men are like, well, we can't control ourselves. So you have to cover your face. Like, that's really funny to think about. Like, you're basically saying you're morally inferior. Like, that's kind of hilarious to me. Um, but anyway, the tweet I put out that the Pakistani law enforcement had a lot of issues with was basically saying bring um, more awareness to the Iranian women's cause. And uh, I said that Islam is a violent, tyrannical religion. And it is. And I'm in every word. I've been every word of every Islamic, you know, anti-Islamic tweet that I posted. Um, but it doesn't mean that I hate Muslim people. And I definitely don't hate Muslim women and children. I think that a lot of Muslim men are brainwashed into supporting it because they somehow feel that the faux tough guy persona of Islam is like appealing. And that's probably because they failed in their lives um, and their endeavors that they've tried to be successful in. And so they think that maybe if I am a tyrant to women and children, then I'll feel better. I don't know. But my point with bringing that up is that, you know, I've had other people report my, you know, my Muslim tweets and, and that it could be, you know, a whole, it could be anybody really that is having me taken down off of the internet. I am suspicious about the impersonator being someone I know. But just to finish what I was saying about the Pakistani law enforcement email that Twitter sent me, they basically said, hey, the Pakistani law enforcement doesn't like this pro-Iranian women tweet that you put out. And we're just letting you know, but we're not going to do anything about it because we believe in free speech uh, at the new Twitter. And that is what they said. And so um, I do think it's very interesting that I'm being banned and they did show me the tweets why I'm being banned and permanently suspended. They said, again, we will see about that Twitter. Um, but they, they cited some tweets and they were other tweets that were very similar to that tweet. Very, very similar to the tweet where they said, well, you know, the Pakistani law enforcement doesn't like this very much, but we believe in free speech at Twitter now. So you're good. Um, why did they say that before? Literally just in like December, like half a year ago. And now they are saying, hey, we got to go because you tweeted something like what you tweeted before that we told you it was okay to tweet. So I don't think that Twitter is going to win any lawsuit against me. I do want to say here, if you know anybody who was, um, you know, wrongfully, and I believe that anybody who is suspended permanently is wrongfully uh, suspended permanently because everybody has the right to free speech. And I'm, and I'm sending Twitter a letter soon, but basically in the letter, and I'm going to post that for you guys to see it, um, mainly because I want you guys to see why I... I am posting t tweets about being, you know, about it's not even about me being anti-Islam. It's about me pointing out the problems I, I see in Islam. There are also some things that Islam got like gets right. Uh, you know, the man is supposed to be the leader of the household. The, the man is supposed to, you know, in a way, kind of be the head honcho of the family. But he's supposed to lead selflessly and sacrificially like Jesus Christ, not like a pedophilic, illiterate buffoon like Muhammad. And if everybody would research Muhammad, then you would understand that the very inception of Islam is a stupid, immoral tragedy. This guy was a terrible guy. He was stupid. He claimed to have a vision in like a cave. He was just a dumb guy who raped a little girl. He married a six-year-old little girl. He then proceeded to rape her
her when she was nine. Um, and a lot of people in the Muslim community will say, well, things were just different back then. And it was customary to marry six year olds. And it's like, what? It's like, and I've talked about this before, but morals do not change with time. They do not change with the culture. They, they just are. Okay. They just are. And God defines what morals are real God, not Muslim God. Uh, God defines what morality is. The Christian God defines what morality is. And that is why it's so important to read your Bible and be aware of what he thinks is right and wrong um, so that you aren't falling into the trap of thinking, well, it's okay in this scenario. Well, it's okay in that scenario. Pedophilia is never okay. And I don't know why you'd want to follow an illiterate buffoon's writings, honestly. I mean, he's illiterate. I don't understand. I don't understand why you would want to. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe everybody's going to be like, you are so hateful. But I've already told you guys that I am an Islamophobe. I don't like the religion. I think it's misogynistic. I think it is violent. I think it is torturous. And I think that it pulls people away from, you know, really the real God and really from having everlasting life. And so forgive me if I am trying to point you guys in the correct direction and away from all of this evil, hot garbage. So the tweets that uh, got me taken down were things very similar to what I just said, but I have every right to say it. I also am saying in this uh, Twitter letter that, you know, who gets to decide what my viewpoints are? You know, who gets to decide how I decide to articulate those viewpoints? Like, where are we in America right now? Because it's feeling like I'm in China right now. But where are we in America right now that people get to tell me what my personality is and people get to tell me what my opinions are? We do not have, and I've said this also before, but we do not have fact checkers. We have opinion checkers. That is what we have. And that is why I have been banned from Twitter. The thing about it is I really had high hopes for Twitter. I really did. I thought, and I've had my critiques of Elon. I also have my own suspicions that maybe I'm really like the real reason that I've been banned from Twitter is because I'm one of the few accounts who have been sort of calling out Elon Musk for his um, for his EVs, his electrical vehicles, which I know that the government is going to use to control people because that is why they're pushing so hard, especially on the progressive leftist end of things, for everybody to buy an electrical vehicle because they know, the government knows, that they will be able to control uh, your access to that car. If you don't have the right opinion one week, oh, I'm sorry, we just don't have enough juice for you to charge your car this week. Maybe next week if you're a good little citizen and you say what we told you to say, then you'll be able to charge your car and get to work and, and get your kids to school and everything. Um, I critique his EVs. I've critiqued his Neuralink idea, which, you know, again, I don't want to say that it is the mark of the beast. I don't want to say that it's not. All I know is it's a scary, sci-fi, stupid thing and transhumanism is awful. So I've also come after Elon Musk for all of his transhumanist stances. Um, and, and you know, I don't know if he just doesn't like that I've done that. And so now I'm getting banned. Also, me and Elon have like personal beef from a long time ago because I he put out a tweet saying in such a long roundabout way, he was basically saying he was moderate politically. And so I quote tweeted the tweet and I said, just say you're a moderate. And he and then he responded and he was just like, yeah, that. And, um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Elon Musk is like remembering when I kind of called him out for not knowing what he was exactly politically and or if he's mad that I have been, you know, saying I have some criticisms for some of the stuff you're doing professionally, um, you know, or 
if it's just that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on his platform anymore. And maybe it has nothing to do with Elon at all. Maybe it's this new CEO who I know is in charge of making Twitter a lot more money. She has a lot of advertisers to please. They have to uh, figure out a way to balance free speech and getting more advertisers to the platform. So maybe they just thought at Twitter, it's worth it to ban Jenny to get these advertisers that we need. Um, and maybe people like me, having people with like me with free thought and free speech on Twitter somehow hinders, you know, advertisers even wanting to be on the platform. But I feel like Elon is at a place where he has to make a choice. Do you really stand for free speech or are you going to sell out just like all of the rest? And it's starting to look like he's just going to sell out like all of the rest. I understand business. I understand how it works. I understand how you have to not only make a lot of money, you have to make a lot more money every year. Um, and I understand that that's the system. But I thought that Elon was coming into Twitter with the intent to kind of break that system, at least for uh, Twitter and at least for, you know, free speech to not die. But it's not looking like that is actually the case. I have also critiqued Elon saying that he must have a really good PR team because he is simultaneously promoting all of this terrible stuff um, and, you know, going around saying he cares very much about humanity. He cares very much about humanity and a lot of people actually believe him. I just, I guess that I find it hard to believe that the guy that wants to insert a chip into my brain, you know, has my best interest at heart. I don't no, you know, I don't. I really don't. And if you, um, you know, it's one thing to make electrical vehicles. Like, that's fine if you want to make electric cars. But don't force people into that being the only option that there is. And it's almost like he obviously wants everybody to get an electrical vehicle. I wish he would think about the ramifications of everybody having an electrical vehicle and how the government will be able to, um, you know, control people better with those. And that's, again, why they want everybody to have electric stoves from a few months ago. I don't know if y'all remember, they were trying to scare everybody into getting electric stoves um, for the same reason. Gas stoves, the government can't just call the electric company and say, hey, turn off the stoves. They they were a bad citizen this week. They had a bad opinion. They were, they were a bad citizen. You better turn off their stove. They can't do that. The government can't do that if you have a gas stove. They want everything to be electric because then they have more control control over you. I don't know why it's such a hard concept for so many people to understand that like the government really wants to control you. Like they want your money and they want to control you. And it's best for them if, you know, they're taxing you to death and you are weak and stupid in order for them to do that to you. So I don't know the real reason why I was banned, but I am going to have to send this Twitter letter to Twitter and I'm going to post it for you guys. I also think it's good because I mean, I just want y'all to see my rationalization into why I have been saying the things that I've been saying about Islam. It really is contrary to maybe almost everybody's, you know, opinion. Like I am actually trying to help people. And I think sometimes the best way to do that is to be a little bit assertive and a little aggressive and a little mean and a little little ironic and a little uh, much and I can be a little bit much but I am trying in all of my muchness to get more people to Christ and I, I can 
picture Jesus being here right now. And I, I've always thought about this. I'm like, am I doing this the way Jesus would want me to be doing this? And I can't say that I'm 100% sure that he would say, yeah, keep doing it, you know, aggressively. But I do see that we're in like a crisis zone right now in the world with the pedophilia, with the pride people, with the, you know, mafia governments that we have going on. Everybody just thought the mafia died out. What if they just got absorbed into the highest positions in the world? Am I allowed to say that? Um, you know, I, I think that Jesus would probably want me to tone it down if I'm a hundred percent honest, but I, I don't, I don't see how I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to try to be a little kinder at least where I can. And I mean, when I'm dealing with evil people or dumb people, it, it, it becomes hard. It becomes more difficult, but I will try to be, look, this is a public pledge. Uh, I will try to be a little bit kinder. I'm not going to be nicer because niceness is superficial and it's stupid. I have been very, very nice to a lot of people that I have detested. It, it is, it's just so superficial. It doesn't matter. I will try to be kinder because that is a, from a genuine place. I will try to be kinder to people when I'm trying to tell them the truth about things. But as you guys can imagine, when I know that women are being abused or I know that people are getting hurt and they're innocent people... I have a problem with that and I get mad when I see that and I like to call that righteous indignation. But you know what? Maybe Jesus wouldn't be that mad at me because Jesus did overturn tables that one time. So, you know, you never know. You never know. Maybe I'm doing it exactly the way that Jesus would want me to. Um, but I should try where I can to be a little bit more kind. But I'm not going to be that kind to the people who are having my account banned to Twitter who is, you know, banning me or to this impersonator, which again, I suspect is somebody I know. Um, you know, there was also the German law enforcement got mad at me uh, for a tweet. And actually the one that they got mad at me for was me being, um, I was applauding something that the Muslim community was doing in America. Uh, they were having their children stomp on some pride flags. And I thought that was great because why not? Um, you know, all these other terrible parents who have no morals and no relation to religion at all, except for the religion of the state, which I guess is now gay. Gay is the official religion of the state now, apparently, because they're hanging the pride flag from the White House. It, by the way, flanked by the uh, American flag. So no longer is American flag the most important flag in America. We now have the pride flag, which has a whole month for some reason. Why do we have a whole month celebrating people's deranged, like, sexuality. I'm sorry, but homosexuality is not normal. It is not natural. I have told you guys before that I have gay friends and I will talk to them and we will talk to each other about our sins, um, you know, and try to sin less, but it does, it's not something to take pride in. Homosexuality is not something to take pride in. All of this other deviant sexual activity is not stuff to be taken pride in. I mean, there is sinning and regretting it and hating it because you know, it's bad. And then there's sinning and taking pride in it and trying to gaslight yourself into thinking it's something good because you're weak. You're morally weak. If you're taking pride in sin, you're morally weak and you're trying to gaslight yourself into thinking that it's okay. And not only that, but it's actually wonderful because look at all the colors and look at all the genitals. Um, but I have a pride. What did I say? I think I think the title of that episode is Pride Month is Gay with a bunch of whites. So if y'all want to listen to that episode, I definitely think you should. But the official religion of the state, uh, you know, decided by Joe Biden and his inept and stupid and, and morally 
inferior, um, you know, administration apparently is gay. Gay is the official religion of the state right now. And it's, um, gosh, this, this, they did this gay party outside of the White House recently and people were flashing people at the White House. It is, it is so crazy that people have no honor, no dignity, no, it's like, it's like people are animals these days. They're not even humans anymore. And we are all made in the image of God, but people do not act like that anymore. People are acting like they are literally no different from the beasts of the earth. And that is a problem because that is the major difference between us and all other creatures is that we are made in the image of God and we have no respect for that anymore, it seems like. But people were like, there was this woman flashing. She didn't have a shirt on. She was just covering her nipples with her hands uh, and and walking around the White House lawn. Um, This is so bad. This is so bad for society. And I, I fear that we really are, you know, going so far away from God that people can't tell anymore. I don't think that these people can tell that they're acting like animals. I don't think that these people can tell that they're pagans. I don't think that they even know what that is. I think that they are, you know, just writing on this social approval cult for honestly, just their identity. I mean, the people that are a part of the Pride Month stuff, that's their whole entire identity. They don't have anything besides that. I don't know what they do for the other 11 months of the year because they put so much emphasis on their sexuality. And I mean, you do have a month. That's a long time to be devoted to caring about that. But what do you do with yourself the rest of the year? Like, it really just seems like they are putting so much emphasis on sex um, and normalizing sex uh, in public and, and normalizing pedophilia is what that will eventually lead to but um it's really just not that important that everybody knows about everybody's sex lives i mean it's really just not that important but i think you know it used to be you know you date you find somebody to marry you have sex with that one person for your entire life because that is how god set it up and everybody it was just kind of you know an unspoken thing that everybody just knew and like that was like went back when you know society was functioning well um western civilization wasn't you know crumbling then it was just kind of like everybody was like okay everybody got married everybody knew who everybody was having sex with but it was like you know a holy thing it wasn't like everybody was just running around having sex with strangers and having to tell everybody about it um how depraved of a mankind does that tell you that we have become? Why is sex the most interesting thing that we can talk about amongst each other? Why don't we have, you know, more in-depth theological uh, discussions? Why don't we talk about legitimately, there are so many things to talk about that are cool. Why is everybody so fixated on something that is so base, base being it's just so basic, of course people have sex that's how we procreate but why do you think i think that it's so fascinating who all you're having sex with why don't you tell me what's going on in your soul why don't you tell me what is going on in your brain why don't you tell me about something interesting because i sure as hell do not care about your sex life and if you do tell me about your sex life i'm going to assume that you are probably gross and have stds um i don't want to know about your sex life and i think it's creepy if anybody else wants to i think you should 
should keep that between you and preferably your spouse. I would, I would prefer it if people started having sex with their spouses only. I think God would as well. And I think that we can just, if we could, you know, this is just, you know, me begging society. Can we move away from you telling me your sex partners and your sexcapades, like move away from that. And you start telling me like, what is the latest book you read? Like, tell me what you learned in the Bible. Like, can we move away from this horrendous state that we are in in society? I just don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear. I think that you are a gross person if you're telling me about your sex life. The only person that you should be talking to about your sex life is your spouse. Okay. That is the only person. But again, you know, a lot of people aren't getting married these days because a lot of people are just gross. People are gross and they just want to do gross things. And you know what? That's going to catch up to you. But you just keep doing you. Just keep doing it. Go ahead. See what happens. God's way is the only way. The God of the Bible, not of the Quran. He doesn't exist, by the way. Allah is a joke. As are, you know, Muslim men and their fake, <laughs> sorry, their fake masculinity is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Let me force you to do things. I am so manly. Oh, why don't you instead be a good leader that people would willingly follow? <laughs> why don't you show, flex your moral superiority for us? That's what we want to see. That is what good women and children want to see. And scaring people is not uh, manly, especially women and children. Like, are you gross? Yes, I guess you are. So anyway, clearly this whole Twitter suspension thing will not stop me from, you know, giving y'all my real thoughts on Islam along with everything else. Uh, you know, I I guess at some point they're probably going to take me off of Spotify and Apple and all the other, you know, platforms where y'all listen to me. But I have all of my podcast episodes on my website, JennyRobinson.com, and I am going to get my team to update that. And, you know, we're just going to work around everything we have to work around to get the truth out there. I am not claiming to be the arbiter of all truth. These are just my genuine thoughts on things that I see happening around me. And I, I can't shut up about it because I care about it because I care about people. And I care about people because God has told me to. And I I just can't stop telling you guys, um, you know, what I believe is the truth. And I care very much about never losing the God's honest, objective truth in our world, because what follows after that is complete catastrophe. Our world will be in ruins. We can't lose objective truth and God created objective truth. And so obviously, you know, we should know what he has to say about everything. And I'm trying to tell you guys my opinions um, and I'm trying to make sure that they all are biblical and that they align with what God would want me to do. Obviously, I'm imperfect. Obviously, I will fail. Let's go a little bit more into that before we end this episode. Um, you can't date people who are morally inferior and and expect them to do the right thing. I am speaking to all of you and I am speaking to me. We have got to choose better partners because at the end of the day, what fixes this mess that we're in is not who is in the Oval Office. What fixes the mess that we're in is building strong nuclear families where there is a wife and there is a husband and they get along and they're honest with each other and they have children and the children are obedient and the children do what the parents say and everybody in the family is following God. At the end of the day, that is what fixes the mess, all of the many messes. We need strong nuclear families that are Christian, and we need um, to grow a moral backbone. And I think that, again, that starts with choosing a good spouse, being a good spouse, and ultimately, you know, focusing on the objective, God's honest truth. Like, that is what I believe. So, um, you know, 
I I have. I've chosen bad people in the past. I probably will go through more bad selections before I finally find the guy that I should be with. I think that a lot of you have seen me tweet about, you know, this is how you be a good man or this is how you, you know, are actually masculine. Like, And the reason that I have such strong opinions about a lot of these things is because I've been through bad situations with men. I have been b- through bad situations with men. I think everybody probably has. Um, but you have to go through through that process sometimes to figure out, you know, okay, that's not going to work. I'm also a problem solver. I don't know if you guys have been able to tell, but I like solving problems. I like figuring out what a problem is and then trying to fix it. Um, but, and a lot of women do that where they're like, I'm going to fix you and it's, it's all going to be okay, but it's not our job to do that. Men are called by God to spiritually lead. They are called to be strong. Actually, let me read this. It's my favorite Bible verse. I'm going to read you guys this right now. It is first Corinthians 16, 13. Again, I like the English standard version. And this is what it says. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Um, And so I've tweeted a lot about, you know, men being strong and the need for them to be strong. They do have, um, this is where Muslims get it wrong. Muslims think that men are supposed to be tyrannical and that uh, forcing people to follow them is strong. Um, but that's not what real strength is. You have to be a self-sacrificial um, leader. You have to be the type of leader that people willingly want to follow. Otherwise, you are just a tyrant and you are no better than any of the other tyrants, which, by the way, we're terrible people. And God is about free will and he is about freedom all the time in the Bible. It's co- talking about God, you know, freeing people. The very beginning in Exodus, he's freeing people from Egypt and the tyrantism of Egypt. Um, God hates tyrants and he hates despots. He hates people who are, um, you know, evil and they're trying to just be in control. He hates abuse. He hates manipulation. He hates all of that. So you can't tell me that the Muslims worship the same God that we do. They don't align. They're not the same. Maybe uh, the Muslims, you know, will talk about Jesus. Boy, they like some parts of Jesus. But at the end of the day, they think Jesus was weak because they are weak. They are too weak to be as uh, actually strong as Jesus was. Jesus was self-sacrificial, obviously. Uh, Jesus was kind. Jesus was not a jerk. Jesus would stand up for the right thing, though. But Jesus wasn't, you know, thumping his his chest with his hands all the time and you know forcing people to do things everywhere it that wasn't the kind of man that Jesus was we are told to walk in his footsteps and so i expect to see more men starting to do that the reason that a lot of men don't is because it is a hard job it is a hard job to step into your biblical gender role as a man i am actually very happy that i am not a man because even with how bold and out here i am with all of this stuff it, i bold and out here about it because i care about you know ending evil um but and i just really don't like seeing people get hurt i really don't like seeing innocent people get hurt least of all women and children um but the reason that you know i do all of this is because I care, but I'm glad to not be a man because my biblical calling is not as intense as theirs is. And so I can imagine that it, you know, is a little bit of a daunting thing to step into. I still think that they should step into it because God thinks that they should step into it. And I still think that they can step into it because they can, like God wouldn't call 
them to do anything that they couldn't do. I think that men are running away from their biblical gender role, running away, frankly, from God. They are running away from being the leaders that they are called to be in their families and their communities and their countries. And I think it genuinely is because it's just easier. It's just easier. They see all the feminists out here. They see the women saying, we don't need no man. And so the men are becoming useless and they are letting the women take over in the home or in the country. (laughs) And I, you know, in the church, which is unbiblical in a lot of cases, they're letting women take over. Men have got to balance, balance, you know, control and power and authority with, you know, kindness and self-sacrifice and, you know, really leading like Jesus did. That is what it is. They do need to put their foot down and say, hey, no more female like pastors in the church. It's unbiblical. Here's why. You know, show people why you're standing like for things that you're standing for. Cite, you know, Bible verses about it. But let me end this little rant by just saying, read the Bible, especially the New Testament, so you know how Jesus led so that you can lead like him. How about that? Lead like Jesus. It would be great for everybody. So to wrap everything up, I am sending a letter to Twitter that I'm going to post for all of you guys to see. In the interest of transparency, you guys know that I like to do that. I like to post my letters that I send to these crazy people. I posted the one that I sent to Fox News. You guys agreed with me on that. I think that you're going to agree with me on my letter to Twitter. I don't like being mean to people. I think a lot of people think I just like being mean to people. If I'm mean to you, it's with the purpose. Of, there's a purpose to it. There, there's with the intent to steer you to Christ. It is not just to be mean or be a nuisance. Like, I'm not just trying to be a meanie. I am, I am trying to as lovingly as I can point people back to the cross. But a lot of you are out here having pride in your sin. And so obviously I'm very frustrated and I am just doing the best that I can. I really feel like I am, but I can probably be doing better. And so I'm going to try to be a little bit kinder, but that's not because Twitter banned me. It is because I think that that's what God wants me to do. So as far as the impersonator, if it is somebody that I know, it would really, really be a good idea for you to go ahead and delete that. I will find out who you are. I will take it to court. You will lose. You will have to end up paying me a lot of money and it would just be quicker and easier for everybody if you just delete that account. But yeah, let's see. Did I take enough accountability? I'm trying to think. You know, there's a lot that I could tell y'all. I have a lot of things, like a lot of dating tragedies that I could tell y'all. And maybe I'll tell you some stories on another episode. Right now, I'm just saying that the impersonator needs to delete the account that they created. If it is somebody I know, then you better delete it. You have exactly two days. And um, if you haven't done it by then, then we will have problems. Check the date, by the way, of when this podcast goes out, because you have two days from when this podcast goes out to do that. As far as the Twitter ban, Twitter, we were running into some issues and I have no problem taking y'all to court and I will. You also need to unsuspend my account. You cannot just suspend people because they don't agree with you on something. I'm, I'm sure that your new CEO is going to have a problem with it, but you're just going to have to work around it because I really don't care what all advertisers she's trying to get come on the platform. If y'all start stifling people's free speech, then I have no problem shining a very bright spotlight on all of your hypocrisy, not just on this show, but on all the other many shows 
shows that have invited me to come on and talk about this. So, you know, keep that in mind. Do the right thing. Uh, Stand by your own statements. You know, try a little integrity now and then. It does feel nice. And let's see. To the boys that I've loved before, it is just, you just, you just let it go. Stop impersonating me if you are. Don't make me add another lawsuit on top of another lawsuit. Like, I don't want to have to come after you, but I will. And you know I will. And we know who wins. So that's everything I have for this episode. Um, you know, girls, don't date bad men. Just choose choose a good man from the get-go. And men, choose good girls. Marry half families. That's what fixes society. My suspension is not permanent. And that will prove true in time. And even if they do keep me permanently suspended, I will continuously make sure that everybody knows that they are frauds. Um, And I will keep speaking out in any way that I can. This is why, you know, I host a podcast because we work around things in Jenny land. We work around things and we keep speaking up. Or as some impersonators might say, we be talking and we keep be talking.